0: We are VIC Fellowship and VIC stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on PRN.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We have Mr. Carl Swartz as our guest again today. He is the managing director of and the managing director and CEO of Takota Nanotechnologies. we doing everything about you and and uh, and and we have more listeners now. So share your story, sir.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, I'm the managing director and CEO of uh, Tokota Nanotech Group and Takota Nanotechnologies. It's uh, two different domiciles, same company. Um, we've got a lot of ground to cover here today. Um, uh, when we first talked, uh, I've told you about the lawsuit that we were working on. I wanted yep. to get this filed. I wanted to get this filed in September, October for the elections, but, uh, God has a strange way of, um, making sure that didn't happen. But what has happened is the list of defendants have almost tripled since we last talked. Hmm. There's been some interesting revelations popping up everywhere. <clears throat> and we've had to do deep background on a lot of the issues. And you know, it is, it's is—it's stunning how many people were involved in this. And a lot of the people I talk to here in Ontario, they're beginning to figure out that this entire COVID scam, it was directly tied to forcing those mail-in ballots and stealing the election. Mm-hmm. And if you look across the world, there are actually they're, they're some small-nation nationalists. But the bigger-nation nationalists are the United States, Donald Trump, you have Putin in Russia, Bolsonaro in Brazil, and then we have this uh, situation that never goes away with Iran. But they're they're very much a nationalist nation, just a little bit different government. But what has been coming in on my desk basically since November is stunning, it has quadrupled our workload. We've had to go back and amend the lawsuit, but also what we see, other people have tried to get some traction and they keep getting pushed aside, almost like we did on the election fraud. And Pam, Dr. Pam Popper up in Ohio, she set up a group called OH Stands Up. They've got a lawsuit in district court right now. And I watched a video she was on and what they're pursuing is proving that there was no emergency. So what the state of Ohio and the governor and all the health ministers did was absolutely fabricated crap. And, uh, we're, we're well on our, we're well on our way of proving that globally, but that's strictly an Ohio suit. Now last night I watched another video. There's an attorney in New Mexico. She has a, n m for new mexico stands up they've brought an action on behalf of a, a prison worker, and that prison worker is refusing the vaccine and the warden of uh, the head of the prisons in New Mexico is trying to force people to take the vaccine, so you know that's a conflict of law issue uh, this it's not uh, criminal racketeering it's not bioterrorism it's just basically um violation of people's rights you know you know, trying to run over the Nuremberg Code, which uh, mm-hmm. actually has been instilled in some of the U.S. statutes. So they're on the right track. But I was talking to some people this morning. I said, basically, what they're doing is almost like artillery and rocket barrage before the invasion. What we're working on is a much bigger action. Uh, Defendants are in 16 nations, and we're using uh, some known cases and some known laws, different nations to cut right through the immunity and sovereign immunity stuff, to cut through the, uh, in, you know, indemnity issues, and prove that this is a collective activity against mankind. It's, mm-hmm. it's a definable group of people and institutions and corporations. But one of the things that dropped in on me yesterday, um, you know, just turn back your thinking in the calendar to 2016.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Brazil, this was before Bolsonaro was president, okay? Mm-hmm. Brazil uh, was hosting the Summer Olympics, and then all of a sudden they have this massive outbreak of over 3,000 children were born with microcephaly, you know, mm. which is uh, basically malformed skull, and uh, your brain is you know, basically 60, 50, 60% as big as it should be. It's a birth mm-hmm. defect. Mm -hmm. They originally thought, and I remember well, the CDC whipped this thing up into a frenzy all over the southern part of U.S., Central America, uh, South America, all over the Caribbean, about uh, mosquito-borne Zika virus. But I was sent a report. Some Australian researchers revealed that the true cause of that was the toxicity of DTPA vaccines absolutely which were which were given as mandatory to pregnant women the year before Mm -hmm. these births and birth defects happened and those vaccines were funded by bill and melinda gates foundation Mm -hmm. now if you go over into africa you find the same thing Um, and what they've been complaining about over there was uh, in tanzania and kenya massive sterilization of young black females so you know, this is the type of evidence that's popping up every day. And then I also got a, um, a document sent to me. I'll, I'll put this in your uh, on Skype. I'll send you the link to this. This is a COVID nineteen RNA based vaccines and risk of prion disease. This was this was done by a doctor that's with uh, Classen Immunotherapies Inc. in Rockdale Road, Manchester, Maryland. This is one of the best reports I've read exposing what the dangers are of these experimental vaccines. It's not only, it's not only prion disease, but it's a uh, systematic undermining of your immune autoimmune system. There would be huge spikes in type 1 diabetes, huge spikes in uh, ALS, Alzheimer's, and other neurological degenerative diseases. And they're even talking about uh, the way some of these uh, proteins, like the TDP-43 infused in sarcoma FUS, uh, they're pathologic prion conformations. They would give you a predisposition to cancer. And they would also give you a predisposition to amyloidosis. You remember our discussion about the. <laughs> what the CBW vaccines were doing to create amyloidosis, athenothelia, and also deep vein thrombosis.
2: Mm.
1: And all the way down the list, uh, this guy has done a wonderful job of documenting this, but this was a recently published paper in uh, microbiology and infectious diseases. And this is by a research doctor, you know, somebody that's involved directly in immunotherapies. And, he, you know, he sees the danger of this, you know, MRNA vaccine. So, uh, like I said, I'll put this in, in, in a link to you and get this to you, but this is interesting reading. Our battle line on this is that this is all based on criminal racketeering, profiteering, mm-hmm. it's based on bioterrorism. terrorism, Uh, grotesque violation of human rights, not only outright human rights violations, but also what you call color of law, which is where you got the government here with a bunch of dweeb, you know, public health officials that aren't even qualified. They're ruling your life. It's like this, uh, I just call it it, you know, this person that um, Biden just appointed as number two in DHHS. and Mm. And and this transsexual from Pennsylvania Health is is already talking about, you know, providing, a, you know, hormone-suppressing therapies to children, you know, age 3 to 7, so that they can make an easier transition later on to, you know, being female or male or tranny or whatever. So, yeah, this is a systematic approach, and they're all involved in this. That's what
0: Absolutely. I even heard Kamala, uh, she actually was... Saying that children cannot even, uh, uh, you know, specify uh, sex, they have to just say siblings and their, you know, their family. They can't even distinguish between a male and a female. I mean, it's just I crazy. Like, I, how?
1: Mm-hmm. I like, I like what the new uh, Georgia uh, representative did. Right across from a tranny flag, she put up there are two sexes, male and female. Trust the mm-hmm. science. Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous what they're doing. Uh, exactly. Triangle, and blunt. then
0: I'm sure if you heard a show we did a couple of weeks ago, the VMAT2 gene, the God gene, the actual connection to our creator with this COVID jab, I'm not even going to call it a vaccine, That's, even though they're horrible. This is not even a vaccine. This is a total target on turning us into artificial intelligence. And I'm sure you're aware of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, now, somebody, so somebody in the Prague just sent me an interesting article. Said how the Czech Republic slipped into a COVID disaster, one misstep at a time.
2: Mm.
1: And you know, I've already, I've been blasting the the last three health ministers. One's gone, Adam Wojtek. He could, he couldn't even keep up with me. Mm. But he was an attorney. He had social studies degree and a law degree. Absolutely, was not a health minister. The next guy is basically Roman Primula. He's basically the WHO and Big Pharma's voice in the Czech Republic. They got rid of him. And then they put a guy in there as hematology, a Dr. Jan Blotning. And the last I heard, he's mumbling about resigning, but at the same time, he's starting to mumble some truths. So maybe that's why they want him gone. You know, there's been, uh, there's been some interesting clashes. Uh, I flew back uh, from Europe to Canada on February 26th, and on that day, he got my second letter from me. And everybody, it's all over Canada now, what I sent him, and also the Czech Republic. So our battle lines are uh, focused on this is not right, this is not humane, you know, this is not even logical or sensible. And I do a lot of checking with doctors, hospitals, uh, nurses. It's, it's like the one of the main hospitals here their entire mental ward is ODs and attempted suicides. They have no Mm -hmm. COVID cases. They do have some elderly battling flu and pneumonia and other comorbidity issues, but, you know, that's not a pandemic. Mm -mm. And I've told, I've told everybody has wanted to to discuss it up here with me on October 30th. Canada announced that 98% of their deaths had all been in the assisted living centers and nursing homes. How airborne is that?
0: that's
1: right and uh there there was a big uh, nursing home scandal in ontario i can't remember the name of the nursing home but uh, they had people working there and people there they had like 36 deaths and this is not a big nursing home it was right after they got their vaccines this is the place yeah. where they you know they either mandated or they highly recommend that you have the annual flu vaccine next thing they know they got you know they've got a genocide in progress and some of the some of the people that work there uh, got it and they died too. So you know, we're very suspect about what the real origin is and about how it's transmissible. I've been in eight nations since February last year and I have not seen a sick person yet.
0: Wow. Wow, wow. So this isn't any more than just the flu. But ironically the flu's like disappeared.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Here's what's funny, uh, there's there's a woman here, she may be listening right now, she lives in Ontario, Christine Massing, she went off on her own months ago, I think it was as early as May, maybe late April, a freedom of information request. And she's now amassed over like 60 some odd uh, freedom of information responses. This is uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, US CDC, uh, UK, Ireland, EU, CDC, and even research hospitals, some of which had already claimed that they had isolated SARS-CoV-2, and now they're having to admit on you know freedom of information form that no, they didn't. But uh, she has been instrumental in proving, and we I, I sent her an email about a week ago, and I said now we need to prove since they couldn't find SARS-CoV-2 that this alleged UK variant B one one seven in the South African and now the, the the third one out of Brazil don't even exist because they never found the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you look at a website called euro E U, they have one page that's uh, graphs and maps, and at the whole time they're talking about this new uh, insanity, you know, this new mutant variant that's more deadly and more infectious. They're having a raging flu season over there. Mm. And, I, and I heard this last night. The, av- the average age of who's died in the U.K. is 84 years old. <laughs> and wow. th- that's, even pat- that's even past the life expectancy of Brit's.
0: Wow, and and anybody that even so-called has this, you know, this uh, hoax of COVID is is just someone with a compromised immune system. I mean, we're not afraid of COVID. It's it's no more than the common flu, or like Dr. True teaches, or Dr. Kaufman, Andrew Kaufman, that it's your body's own exosomes producing. You know, it's doing this, this intelligence, the way it was created to to, to you know to to be to ex, be exposed and to fight off whatever you've been exposed to. So anybody that has died of so-called COVID is just because they had some underlying condition. No question.
1: Exactly. Uh, You know, Bergamo, Italy, is still the highest carnage rate of any uh, individual place in the world. We have all the facts on that. Uh, 50 autopsies we have.
2: Mm.
1: Average age of those people were 79.5 eight years, which to me basically says 60 to 100. They had on average 2.3 comorbidities. They were given an experimental flu vaccine, which that slaughtered them. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these people had a second vaccine for hep B, which was, you know, also experimental. Mm
2: -hmm. And they were
1: given, and and 21,000 even received a, a meningitis. So from like August until, you know, the bottom, you know, fell in on them, or say the ceiling fell in on them over there, like in March, February and March and um, April of last year, and so many people died. You're talking about elderly people, comorbidities, heart problems, diabetes, you know, obesity, you name it, and they got hammered, you know, with three experimental vaccines. And now, uh, even down there, they're starting to suspect that it was the vaccines that did it, now the other interesting feature, the other interesting feature, is we found 20 autopsies in Milan, 50 in Bergamo, and 12 in Germany. We know where about 300 more are. But of the 82 in Europe, 68% of those people died of either pulmonary thrombosis, blood clotting in the lungs, or what mm-hmm. they call DIC, which is disseminated intravascular coagulation. They didn't die of any type of respiratory disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, something like the flu or pneumonia. There was nothing like flu or pneumonia that killed those people. They died of blood clotting.
2: That's
0: right. That's right, but they're they're getting you know financial incentives by the drug companies uh, and and to you know to say that it's COVID and then of course to put them on a ventilator and everything that they do it's all about that <laughs> unfortunately.
1: Well, the the government the governments are rewarding them for the COVID diagnosis and the COVID ventilators and, and COVID medications that they're you know the rituals that they're going through mm. and the other people the other people uh, I've got several friends that can't even get in for just you know routine surgery. Mm. Oh, sorry, our, our hospital's overloaded. And then you go over and take photos of it, and it's empty. Mm. You know, they've already managed to process everybody to the grave and, you know, get them on out of there. But it's amazing. That's the other thing. We've got videos from about 20 nations where they were claiming there was almost hand-to-hand combat going on in ER and ICU with COVID. The hospitals are empty. Nurses are walking around doing nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, the whole thing has been very carefully crafted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, mankind has been stalked, you know, for many decades, but it's really been stalked for the last 10 years. You know, I remember I told you in our first interview when, you know, somebody called me and asked me what COVID toes are. And I said, no, those are anthrax toes. I've seen this before in U.S. soldiers. Mm. But but the other side of that, uh, we're sitting here looking at this pattern. So I, I started digging in. The first thing I came across, ID 2020. What's ID 2020? Well, gosh, there's over a billion people who don't have a digital ID. But what they're all right now, they're trying to force everybody on the planet to have their version of a digital ID, which is your COVID mm-hmm. pass, your vaccines. You can't even go shop for groceries if you haven't subjugated yourself to this nonsense.
0: That's right. Even right. COVID, we, we teach this, that it, it stands for Certification of Vaccine Identification. They're just throwing it in our face.
1: <laughs> yeah, right Turn our face. And and everywhere, it doesn't matter where, uh, every nation. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at my telegrams. that Matt Hancock acted unlawfully by failing to publish multi-billion pound COVID contracts. Lock him up. Uh, Boris Johnson sat in front of Parliament about a week ago. And he was, you know, elaborating on the on the um, COVID contracts, but he left out 100. He left out the biggest 100. And it's when you start looking at the financial conflicts of interest of who's getting these contracts and how tied they are to this big pharma mafia, whatever you want to call them, and the Gates Foundation, welcome trust, you know, entities like that. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, we
2: Based call them the Gates of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah they
1: have, they have sat here for a decade salivating at how much they're going to make if they p- pull this off. You know that's that's what concerns me. I mean we're looking at uh like Microsoft. Some of the patents they hold they're going to be the ones that're going to be like your your covid monitoring nanny you know, putting stuff through your smartphone to you to track every move you make, every purchase you make. So that type of stuff, yeah, we're talking about people who have obviously no regard for how many people they kill. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are slaughtering people. In fact, I mm-hmm. think they are maybe they may be getting close already to killing more people with the vaccine than COVID did. hmm. And and
2: unbelievable
1: there, Yeah, to me, COVID is starting to smell like intentional misdiagnosis of the flu and then intentional mis uh, misapplication uh, of medical intervention to fix you. Mm-hmm. you know, that's, what it, that's what it's really smelling like to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You look at New York, I mean, wow, they took all the sick people, elderly people, and made them go back to the nursing homes. You know, that turned out to be a slaughter. So. All the way across the board, I'm, I'm not real comfortable with what I'm saying, but I, I've, I've drawn the lines. They do not have the right to tell me I can't go in a store or go shopping without my vaccine. I've been tested eight times because I've been traveling. I don't have it. I've had two blood serology tests, negative on IgA, IgG, and IgM. I've had four rapid antigen tests that they're now uh, requiring to pre-board. You have to show up three or four hours early, uh, depending Mm-mm. on the airport, just just to have this test, and uh, yeah, and two PCR tests. And the PCR test is weird. When I flew from Canada to Amsterdam, back to Prague, uh, nobody, nobody in Amsterdam bothered to check anything. All he did was look to my passport and let me go to the EU section and catch another plane. So, I mean, what you're hearing on TV is, is all fabricated hype.
2: hmm
0: Absolutely. And your technology of the, of the nanobots, I mean, even, uh, even we've seen videos of how even the PCR test at the end of the cotton swab, they can, you can see the little nanobots moving in everything. I mean, what are your, what are your feelings about what you started are- and how they took over? What are your thoughts about how they're using that towards their agenda?
1: Well, the, what you're referring to is what they're calling smart dust. That's that's a development. It's a small... Small what? I lost you. Yeah. what uh, it's a very small microprocessor. It's a chip. It's a nanoscale chip. It's about uh, one-seventh of a millimeter in size. That's why you can see it. If it was true nanotech, if it was true nanotech scale, you couldn't see it. But this is something that, yeah, they could swab it into you. They could inject it. They can put it in your food. And what it is, it's uh, it's like a GPS. It's an RFID. You know, it, it it'll report every move you make, uh, even what your temperature is, the outside temperature. So you will be wired directly into the Internet of Things. You know what we're working on quietly? is how to negate that chip.
0: Excellent. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's great if you can do that, Carl. because they're just out of control they're out of control on what they're they're attempting to do um what are your thoughts about the new or the upcoming stronger virulent virus the covid 21 and how they're making it sound like it's this you know much worse because of all the you know everybody compromising their breathing with the face diapers and uh, what are your thoughts about that
1: I think it's completely fabricated. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like the uh, the South Africa and the UK and the Brazilian variants. You can't have a mutated variant of a of a virus that nobody has even seen or found. And uh, most most of your listeners may or may not have heard this. CDC was forced to admit several things. Uh, first, they miscounted and misstated the actual COVID related deaths by ninety six percent that that's egregious enough you can go look at the uh, COVID tracker websites and just multiply that number by four <laughs> percent what is four percent of that number and that's what the real death that
2: toll was mm.
1: and no nation we, i've looked i've looked at every one of them, no nation has had excess mortality and that translate there was no pandemic the other thing the cdc has been forced to admit is they never isolated the SARS-CoV-2. What they did is they took some proteins and they put it together and they assembled it into what they thought the SARS-CoV-2 would probably look like. Now, I've known this since before Easter last year. In fact, I found this out in March last year. There is a PhD uh, microbiologist. She's certified in virology and immunology, Dr. Sona Pekova, she became pretty famous when she had tried to write a paper based on 1795 cases that she had studied, and basically stated in this paper that uh, the five prime UTR, which is the control center of a virus, cannot possibly have have evolved in nature. You know, she was reading the the genome and said, you know, <laughs> this is not even possible. And then CDC turns around eight months later and admits, well, we, we just made up a genome. <laughs>
2: Oh, but it' was the CDC
1: that sent this it was the CDC that sent this out all over the world and told them told all the all the microbiologists and virologists, look at the three prime. The three prime is the part of a virus that mutates like every other time it you know it splits. Nobody was focused on the five prime except her, and um I now have a very firm understanding of what she was saying in that paper. You know, this was just made up. Uh, one of the people that works with me in Prague, he just said, like a tinker toy set. You know, and I and I just made the comeback. I said, no, it's kind of like a Lego set.
2: <laughs> but but they're
1: calling this science. They're calling mm. this medicine and public health. And it's absolute crap. I don't know. Did you hear about the, um, uh, you know, they just had their World Economic Forum um Kumbaya session in January. The health minister in Germany, his name is Jens Spahn, and uh, this guy's qualification is to be a health minister of one of the biggest nations in the world. is uh, He's a bank clerk. He's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He actually stated on his, on his part of World Economic Forum. Well, we're not going to stop the corona ter- terror until everybody's vaccinated. That's a quote. Mm. They're not going to stop the corona terror until terror until everybody's vaccinated. And I've been asked many times, you know, I'm 69 years old. Why am I standing up for this? And I've told people over in Europe, I said, I was born free. I'm not going to die a slave to this, this type of quackery. Not happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Hallelujah. That's wonderful. We have your uh, your article, Shame on You All, on the front page of our website. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: Well, I'll send you the link to the second one that was more shame on them.
0: <laughs> oh, we'd love to add that one too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a crazy yeah. agenda. It's a crazy agenda well, that, of what they're intended to do. Did I tell you that we had four iPhone 11s that I traded in for flip phones? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I I let my iPhone go. The only thing I'm still hanging on to just for like GPS and just certain emergencies is my iPad. But even that is soon going to be gone. Because like you said, they're trying to, you know, to to link us completely together.
1: (laughs) Yep. Oh, they're, they're, they're trying to figure out. Over in the UK, this came out. Uh, NHS is working with the military science group, trying to figure out how to con everybody in the UK into into rolling up their sleeve. And they're basically going to, they're going to use five different techniques. You know, one is the bullying approach. One is the sweet talk. The other one is bribe you. you know, I mean, nobody wants this vaccine
0: not at all and let me ask you this because um you're are you are you aware of the the damage the 5g towers the 60 gigahertz how they're uh how they're interrelating with the nanotechnology in the body
1: uh yes uh but we've had the conversation internally in prague that even though that's a known factor in this bigger picture of what their end goal is, there, there is literally not enough research right now to bring that as part of this lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we did we had a, we had lunch one day with a Ph.D. Um, neurologist guy. He does neurology research at Charles University in Prague. He was educated at Yale. speaks excellent English. And, you know, he told us both. He said, you know, uh, he said, I totally agree. He said, even 4G is damaging. He said, but there's not enough research on the table to take it to court and prove it. Right. We're We're focused. We're focusing strictly on the science and medical and the political aspects of this and who's behind it and what their end goals are. You know, that's where the criminal racketeering comes in.
0: That's right, and then now they're even uh, convincing people to put on two masks.
1: <laughs> I, look, Anthony Fauci can wear a whole box of masks. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, 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 the only time I wear one is when I have to. You know, can't go into a grocery store to buy groceries. Or uh, I did get an infection uh, when I flew home in January back to Prague. I had to wear a mask for like twenty-two hours.
2: Oh my and goodness! And I had to
1: swear I've got a I've got a skin condition that's going to be operated on soon. It's a what they call an ulcer, skin ulcer. Mm. It got a very badly uh, infected, but it's because of the mask. Yeah. Now it's uh, I haven't had the surgery yet, but the infection is gone. I mean, I was coughing my head off, but it, you know it wasn't flu, it wasn't cold, wasn't wasn't, even, wasn't really a sinus infection. The infection was surface, and it was, you know, making other things flare up. So,
0: now yeah, that picture you have in your article is so clear after twenty minutes, what it does—I mean, it's crazy. We haven't been subjected yet to have to wear one, or, or even—I mean, we—they tried to force it on us, but we we just refuse. We we make it clear that we have exempt—we're exempt, we're exempt um, for medical reasons—and you have no right to even ask me under the Constitution what my medical problem is.
1: And, well uh, when you're trap when you're traveling in a foreign land like I do, you know, the, mm-hmm. the best approach is to put it on just to appease them and then take it off. You know,
2: mm.
1: you know, yeah. Yeah, I haven't
2: gone out of the are, country
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, some of these people are a little a little psycho. I mean, like you can you have to wear a mask. This is I mean, this is insane. Where I'm at right now, you have to wear a mask to walk in a restaurant, but then you can take it off. I mean, this is, this is the type of stupidity going on at the government level across the world right now. Right. And then the good news is like Sweden, Sweden did not shut anybody down. Their economy grew last year. Now they've banned the mask. Now Texas and Florida have both banned the mask. So, uh, you know, people are waking up. You know, if you don't see people dropping in the streets, there's no pandemic. And all you got to do is call your local hospital and find out, you know, what's your current capacity or occupancy rate. Kind of like checking with a local hotel. And a lot of them will say uh, ICU is only twenty-five, thirty percent. Hmm.
2: I'm
1: not. I'm not aware of a single hospital that was truly overloaded, except that one um, Aaron Ozlowski went to up in New York, uh, Elmhurst, out in Queens. You know that place was a zoo. They were packing them in real tight with each other. They'd put a sick person with an unsick person in the same room. You know that was another part of the Cuomo fiasco. That uh, just incredible. And other people, the older people, they wouldn't even treat them. They just sent them back to the nursing home.
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, for people that haven't heard your previous interviews, Carl, I, I kind of want to start from the beginning when I first interviewed you. Um, just let them know what your what your invention was and what your intent was, and then what they did to use it for their agenda.
1: Well, they haven't used they haven't used anything on, on of mine on their agenda. They want it. They're not mm-hmm. ever going to get it. No, we've. We have multiple divisions. Uh, one is energy-related. We're focused right now on some automotive things and power, you know, powertrain type issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Electric vehicle, electric vehicles. You don't have to have batteries. And you don't have to charge them up. That'll that'll shock everybody. Uh, we initially started off uh, focusing on nanopharma, aerospace, outer space. Um, you know, extremely strong composite stuff like that. And uh, it's now kind of branched out to where some of the scientific teams have real core competencies on, like, environmental issues. You can design, a, like, a nanotube or a nanopolymer to just trap one molecule. And it has to be extremely pure. That, that's the real key to what we... Um, we've been ahead of everybody since December 2003. I mean, when I look at my competition out here, nobody can even reach the purity level after they clean their product, that we have the product when it comes out of the formation process. And then we clean it. And when we clean it, we're so far ahead of them, they'll never catch us.
0: Wow. And your intent was to help people that have lost their leg and, and limbs and stuff to regrow them, Correct.
1: Uh, not not growing uh, a, a new type of robotics. Uh, robotics, yeah. Yeah, we've been involved in some interesting things. We're former DARPA level, and uh, we were involved in the research of a completely artificial brain. And my fascination with that was not to create an artificial brain, you know, for sake of um, making a humanoid robot or something. Uh, I've got a lot of expertise in propulsion, And the propulsion aspects of it, uh, if you're traveling like 10 or 15% of the speed of light, human lack of attention span can get you killed. Because if you're flying that fast and you hit something, you know, a basketball would total, literally total an aircraft carrier. So, you know, we will focus more on how would you do this so that you don't have to worry that some human, you know, took a coffee break or went to take a week and killed everybody on the ship. So that was my focus on it. And then we've done other things like um, neural prosthetics, you know, how to bypass damaged nerves, whether it was a birth defect or an injury related thing. And some of that in the longer term, you know, I don't know that you could actually regrow a leg or an arm, but you can replicate certain things almost down to the human level because they're already doing it. You know, we just we would do it at a different level instead of just wires and chips, you know. It would be done at the nano level. Hmm. Which is a, which is which is cellular level by the way. <laughs>
0: Hmm. Well, this is, you know, this is stuff that, you know, is, is a, you know, situation from a a trauma or an accident. I mean, things that, you know, natural juicing and cleanses aren't going to fix. So I think that's definitely more of our creator um, to do it, you know, for that kind of reason. But um, your your lawsuit is, is because you have two lawsuits, don't you?
1: Yeah, there's two. The other one I still can't discuss it, but I can I can tell you who, what is directed at. It's directed at the U.S. deep state, primarily the Obama and the Clintonoids. Uh, they've been trying to dog me ever since I moved to Europe. Um, come May 31st, I've been in Europe 15 years, Wow. they have tried. They have tried to figure out how to subjugate me, force me back, take me over. You know, they haven't won yet, and they're not going to win. Mm-hmm. But what what they did was they, they violated the uh, Foreign Intelligence Service Court, and they put in the legal warrants to spy on me 24-7. They're probably mm-hmm. listening to us right now, but that's okay.
0: That's okay when the creator of the universe is behind you who can be against you. <laughs> they have yeah, to be well, exposed,
1: Carl. <laughs> well, how they, how, how they actually trapped themselves, I, I knew they yep. were doing it. It's just a matter of you know pulling together the information to prove it. Um, Pelosi and Schiff had somebody in California trying to drag me in as witness number eight against Trump for their impeachment fantasies. And some of the things that they knew, the only way they could have known it was was you know what you call persistent spying. Hmm. Trying to make so
2: out
1: did- that I was a uh, trying to make out that I was a Russian spy. You know, trying to get Trump reelected, and that's total crap. Oh, no. Yeah. How much did you make? Zero. How long have you been working for them? Zero. (laughs) 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 Yeah. excuse me, you're barking up the wrong tree. But um, no, and then then, uh, when I wouldn't play along, they started threatening me, oh, we'll subpoena you, and we'll make sure you go to prison. Excuse me? On what charge? (laughs)
0: Mm, Wow. So you've been able to
1: totally... That's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't even find a parking ticket. I've been investigated twice by the FBI. Uh, One was during the Reagan administration, just because I had one contract joint venture with a company. Uh, Ray Donovan was the secretary of labor, and a guy made like 162 or 67 totally fake allegations against him, and since I had that one contract, I get fully investigated by the FBI over about 18 months, totally thrown out. The guy actually admitted to the grand jury. He was paid 250000 just to make it up, you know, so that was one. And then when uh, my second wife was the Jane Doe that uh, put Clinton in his place with Paula Jones, all of a sudden we get a phone call one day from the FBI, Clinton put me under investigation as a retribution. And after about ten months of uh, you know looking up my rear end with a telescope, they couldn't even find an unpaid parking ticket. <laughs>
2: That's
1: awesome! <laughs> wow! And so I got told them, I said, "Well, you know," I said, "I've always uh, lived as a Christian." I said, "I just don't cross certain lines." I said, "If you live a clean life, <laughs> what are they going to dot you for? Living clean."
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's right. Well, obviously, you, yeah. you have some divine protection behind you. No question.
1: Yeah. Well, in Europe, you know, I mean, I've had to be a good ambassador for the United States because, you know, people in Europe are sitting there looking at the United States over the last 15 years like they've lost their damn minds. And uh, they, now they really think they've lost their minds. That, you know, one's the COVID and two's the election fraud that doesn't matter. You know, people people are watching us real close. You know, they're going like, explain this to me, a restaurant has to be closed, you can't go see a dentist, but you can go get an abortion? I said, yeah. I say, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. We know who's behind that agenda. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. I found this one uh, it's not on my phone it's on my laptop when I send you this uh, link I'll send you something else that popped up about Gates you know I'll send you this link to how to get to this uh, COVID-19 medical report microbiology and infectious diseases it is a good paper and it's what I've it's what I've suspected all along this thing is going to give you predispositions I haven't had the flu in 15 years I haven't had a cold in about five. I, a couple of years ago, I had a sinus flare up, but uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, none of that's COVID.
2: No. Nope.
1: And yep. uh, you know, I've just always had you know, I've always healed fast. Never get sick hardly. Somebody asked me uh, this was about six months ago. They said, "When was your last sick day off?" Hmm. I said my my last sick day. I said I don't know that it qualifies as a sick day. I said it was New Year's Eve, fourteen years ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> New,
1: New Year's Day. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I didn't even want to watch TV. My head hurt so bad because we had a big party.
0: Oh wow! <clears throat> well, that goes back to what we teach—that as long as your immune system's strong and and vibrant, you're eating clean foods, you're staying away from the pesticides and the hormones and all the to no foods and you take care of yourself and do the basic fundamentals, exercise, the basic fundamentals of staying healthy, you don't have to worry about this stuff. That's
1: uh, true. That's true. Uh, I had to change my diet about, this was about uh, 2004. I had to change my diet because just metabolic-wise, I was eating way too much starch. Too much corn, too much potatoes, mm-hmm. and I was I was gaining weight. Well, right now I'm about five nine and uh, I weigh about 175, 176 pounds. You know, I don't have any fat on me, and it's just uh, you know I had a brother that uh, half brother, he got up over 300 pounds. And I I said, are you still eating at McDonald's every day?
0: Yeah, oh, no. well, stop it, <laughs> Franken food. <laughs>
1: Well, he he did, and he quit He quit <laughs> eating at McDonald's, and and after about four or five months, he had lost 30-some-odd pounds. That's right. That's right. You know, All
2: right,
0: we're running out get of get, time. Get did Jonathan. you get everything out that you needed to say?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I send this link, uh, tell your people to feel free to comment on that because um, this article is about the Pfizer vaccine, and I think it would read the same from Moderna. And I don't know if you've heard this. Three or four nations have absolutely halted the AstraZeneca vaccine. That's Mm -hmm. the one made in the U.K., Oxford. And grab this. Sir John Bell, uh, Oxford University. I have a video of him, and this is a quote The guy was asking him, he goes, Well, a lot of the anti vaxxers are saying that 100% of the people would be uh, sterilized if they take this vaccine. And he goes, Well, not 100%, it's more like 60 or 70% will be sterilized.
2: Mm.
1: Unbelievable. This is one of the guys at Oxford, the co developer of this. So,
2: yeah,
1: yep. Yep. The other thing I've told my attorneys in the U.S., I said, you know, once they figured out what this is, I said, "This is truly a battle of good versus evil." That's I said, "There's right. no doubt about it."
0: That's right; it's all written in the Book of Revelations. Hallelujah!
1: <laughs> yep, yes, it is. <laughs>
0: the victory's already right. been won.
1: <laughs> okay, well, looks like we've got uh, just a minute yeah. or two left, so.
2: You're amazing. Yeah, go ahead
1: and uh, yeah, go ahead and post this one I send it to you. As soon as we hang up, I'll, I'll shoot it to you. And it's, uh, it's sounds great, it.
0: Carl. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. And I'm sorry about the mix up at the very beginning, but we worked it all out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, just t- tell your well, I, I'm gonna save the 800 number. Let's do it that way. I'll save their 800 number. Put it in my phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds great. And just let me know. Let us know whenever you have updates on the lawsuit and everything. And you stay safe, okay?
1: All right. You too. Take care. Yeah, bless you, sir. You're listening to Vic
0: Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 800-939-8227. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless.